Are you saying you faked with me? Yeah. Now you're single. What do you know about sexual relations? Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? I'm a little worried about being a slut. You're listening to the Come With Us podcast. Talking the good, the kinky, and the ugly. Here are your hosts, Beth and Aaron. Hey there, all you holes and poles. Welcome to Come With Us podcast. I am Aaron. Uh, no Beth again this week. Uh, she is still recovering. I mean, I don't know how long uh it'll be just you and me or you me and uh, another guest uh but again we want beth to take all the time she needs away uh to recover from the loss of her daughter kaya uh, i've seen the emails that you guys have sent in i've seen the dms some of you have sent in i pass them along to her uh she knows she loves you, or she knows you guys love her uh and you miss her and hopefully after the start of the new year uh we can start getting some stuff back to normal for now, uh, it's you and me, and I know the last few episodes, I've brought somebody else on to uh, kind of talk and help fill the silence, uh, fill the times when I'm I'm thinking and my brain's not processing, but today it's just me. Today it's just going to be you and me, and uh, as far as uh, holes and poles, this one's going to kind of relate more to the poles, but if you're a hole and you like listening, uh, ladies... Feel free to uh, keep your earbuds in or keep it keep it tuned in. Turn it up, uh, and then email me and tell me I'm an idiot for for some things I say. Some things I'm going to get into, and some things I'm going to say. You're and, and guys and girls, you're going to roll your eyes, or you're going to go, God, I know that Aaron, or you're going to go, you're you're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe, um, but I invite discourse. Come on, come with us confessions at gmail.com. That's come with us confessions with an S at the end at gmail.com. Let me know. I, I want feedback. I want somebody to tell me I'm wrong or I'm right or whatever. I, let me hear it. Come with us confessions at gmail.com. With that, let's get into it. Let's talk about romancing your wife and romancing your girlfriend, your fiance, whatever she is. You're in a committed relationship. Uh, I'm going to say wife throughout the entire episode. Just know wife, you can substitute girlfriend, fiance, whatever, life partner, whatever you got. But wife is just going to be the vernacular I use because I'm married. And that's it. Wife is also one syllable. So ta-da. Uh, ro- romancing your wife. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about why sometimes we kind of lose that spark, lose that effort, uh, lose the romance, lose the those butterflies you feel when the relationship starts and you're just a few months in and you, you can't wait to see that person. You can't wait to be around that person. Let's talk about how do we get it back? How do we, how do we go back from, you know, maybe, maybe you've gotten a little complacent. Why do we get complacent? Maybe life has gotten too busy. Maybe you've gotten distracted. Maybe you feel underappreciated. Maybe she feels underappreciated. Who knows? But let's talk about romancing your wife. We've talked on previous episodes about planning date night, dating your wife, dating your partner. You want to, and and ways that Beth brought up making it easy. Okay, uh, date night. Don't put the onus all on one person. Alternate weeks. 
you plan this week, she plans next week. You plan this month, she plans next month. Whenever you have time where you have scheduled date night, yeah, we've talked about that. We've talked about how you plan it and stuff like that. But let's talk about going beyond date night. Let's talk about kind of going back to square, I'm not going to say square one. Square one is date. It's the first date, second date. Let's go back to square two, two and a half. Uh, depending on how many squares you divide your current relationship up into and how, you know, on your timeline, say two, two and a half. You've had a couple of dates. You're you're beyond the whole three-day rule, whatever, calling, texting. Uh, never understood it. I followed it with my wife. It was probably stupid because, I mean, I had known my wife since I was a child, so trying to play it cool when she knew I was just me. I'm trying to play it distant and all that stuff. That was dumb. I could I could have just texted her the next day or a day later, told her how I felt, told her that I, I missed being around her, but I didn't. I was I'm trying to be too prideful. We'll talk about pride here in a minute. Uh, but let's go back to square two. You've had a couple of dates. You uh you know you like being around each other. You've gotten past that three-day rule. You're texting, emailing, whatever. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring back that midday rush between meeting A, meeting B, or rush between meeting C and lunchtime, or rush between, uh, hey, man, boss, I'm going to take two. I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Cool. Jump off the line. Go get get your thing done. Voice to text is an amazing thing. And I'm not saying record the audio. Just, hey, as you're walking to the bathroom, as you're walking to your car, as you're walking back to your office, uh, we have technology now. We're Bluetooth earf- ear- earbuds. They pick up your speech and they pick it up when you are whisper quiet. You can be you can be walking back to your office and you pass somebody in the hallway and all you're going is, hey, babe, just want to tell you I was thinking about you and I miss you. I'll say that a little bit louder now. Hey, babe, just want to tell you I miss you and I'm thinking about you. Why? Why not? What? Maybe you do that. Maybe you do that. I... I'm not here to point fingers. I'm not here to say I'm perfect. I'm not here to say I do all this stuff. I don't. I fall short. I'm not perfect. But if you do that, or if you don't do that, why not? Maybe ask yourself, what has kept me from taking, you know, five seconds while I'm doing one task to simply send a text message? I don't need my headphones on also. I'm only talking to myself. If you're watching on YouTube, yes, I just took my headphones off. If you're listening, there you go. You got audio play-by-play of me taking my headphones off. If we're if we're going to be great husbands, great boyfriends, great partners, great lovers, you got to go beyond just the date night when you start when you you pick back up that romancing your wife. A text message goes a long way. A middle-of-the-day text that is nothing about what's for dinner tonight or what time does Zach or have have soccer practice or Layla have softball practice or, you know, uh, whatever. Beyond, hey, did you go pick up the dry cleaning? Beyond, hey, uh, do you need me to stop at the grocery store? Which we'll get to that here in a minute. A short text. Like I said, voice to text. You don't have to be perfect. Most of us live with their phones. I'm 35 years old. I've been texting since I was what? I think I was 15 when I got my first cell phone. 
I can text with my eyes closed. I can text a friggin' novel with my eyes closed if I need to. I've done it. It's rude. Uh, I've done it while carrying on a conversation with somebody and sending a text message. That's rude. I'm, I'm in emergencies. They call for it sometimes. Uh, I was also rude not to tell somebody to put the conversation on hold for a second so I could address whatever was going on on my phone. But that that text message, that email, that phone call, you're, you have a, a lunch meeting, you have a, a sales call to get to, whatever. Pick up the phone and call her. Uh, she answers. Cool. Make it. And I know there's a lot of people out there and I. I know people like this. You call them, you never get them off the phone. But if your wife is that, when she picks up, you just simply go, hey, babe, I'm running into a meeting. Or, hey, babe, I'm running into blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to call. I was hoping I was going to get your voicemail. I just wanted to tell you how much thinking of you put a smile on my face. How much I enjoy waking up next to you. Or how much I can't wait to sit down and have a glass of wine with you tonight. Something small. Something something to most of us just goes, man, that's, is it that easy? Yeah. Am I breaking ground? Am I reinventing the wheel here? No. But small things like that go beyond the, the first date or the second date of date night with dating your wife. Go back to that early spark of the relationship when, I mean, like I said, I've been texting since I was 15. I've been in a few relationships since I was 15. Those butterflies you get when your phone goes off and you're it's sitting at the end of your desk. You can't see who it's from or it's in your pocket and you don't know who it's from. When you first start that that romance and that spark is there, something to think about. We're talking about romancing your wife and the little things matter. It's those little things that matter that if you... Just jot them down in that file folder in your head somewhere. Uh, I, You've got stats from your favorite running back from when you were, you know, 16 years old watching him play. Or you've got the biggest fish you ever caught. You've got all kinds of stuff floating around in your head. I do too. I have a weird memory. I remember stupid things that I don't need. Uh, and I'll bring them out on a podcast like this or a radio show or anything like that some, from time to time. Make it a priority to build a little folder in your memory. Just small things. What does she like? What does she appreciate? You know, what, what makes her, what makes her relax when things start to get hectic? What makes her take that relaxing breath and realize, hmm, it's going to be okay. Just put this, put those small things, those little interactions that you've had since you started dating Remember back, or as you run over them again, put them in that little folder and just keep it there. Accessing it from time to time is not a bad thing. Talking about romancing your wife, distractions. And I know there are a lot of our listeners that have kids running around. They're busy. Life is hectic. You got parents, some of you trying to take care of. Put away the distractions from time to time and just... Be in that moment, that moment of romance. And when I say romance, I don't mean, you know, sexy time, brown chicken, brown cow, any of that stuff. Just be in that romantic part of holding your partner's hand, sitting on opposite couches, watching TV, 
One of you's playing on your phone. The other one's watching a show. Put your phone down and just say, hey, come over, sit by me. Come sit close to me. Maybe your kids are sitting in between you. Cool. Push them out of the way. It's okay. And I've said this before and, you know, I welcome it. Parents, you, you parent how you want. But to me, a, a, a dad, a mom looking at their kids and going, hey, how about you two go sit at the end of the couch? I want to be close to your dad or I want to be close to your mom. She's going to sit next to me. That's that's a healthy thing for them to see that you want to prioritize being close to each other just in proximity. Beth has a book out, The Five Kinds of Intimacy. That physical intimacy, it can be from anything. Standing close to a stranger on the elevator, that's physical intimacy. Asking your partner to come just sit closer to you so you can feel their body heat. So you can, every breath you take, you can smell their their just natural scent that they give off. That's physical intimacy. So, every now and then, put around, put away those distractions and just be in that romantic moment. And it, it doesn't have to be long. Could be 30 seconds. Could be five minutes. Could be an hour. Could be three hours. Might watch Titanic. Who knows? But put away those distractions for short periods of time just to make sure that when you put those distractions away, activate that, hey, let's bring back that romance. Hey, let's activate that romance real quick. With activating it also, and this is me talking, you need to come up with a romance playbook. And I'm not saying like a, a, an actual write it down playbook, although if you have to, there's apps on your phone where you can make things where nobody can get into them without a passcode. Or maybe... You know, maybe you do just write it down and keep it in your nightstand drawer. Who knows? But a romance playbook. Most of us played sports at some point in our childhood. Uh, having worked around sports and stuff like that. Uh, playbooks are, are, are vital for any team sport because you want to be able to know and get everybody on the same page. Get your own romance playbook so your head, your heart are all on the same page. Uh, don't say and you have to show it to her, but I'll tell. Okay. My romance playbook, uh, picking up flowers for, for my wife from time to time, uh, go stopping. And if I'm at the grocery store, we're talking about flowers. Uh, if I'm at the grocery store, instead of flowers, walk down that, that greeting card aisle. They make greeting cards just saying, Hey, I love you. Uh, and sometimes there's a cheesy little poem. Sometimes there's a cartoon or a joke in it. There's nothing wrong with just picking up one of those. You don't even have to write anything super sappy on the inside when you give it to her. Uh, a treat, something she likes. My wife has a sweet tooth. You know, it's been a while since we've, uh, we've gone out to dinner or something like that. Or, you know, I, she's been texting me that she's had a stressful day at work. I'm out. Cool. She likes ice cream? Cool, I'll pick her up a little tiny thing of ice cream. You don't know. Uh, running her a bath when she doesn't ask for it. But you know that you're going to make sure that she has time to, to enjoy it. I know somebody, again, somebody's bringing up the kids. We've got kids, we're running around, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Kids get off of, uh, get out of soccer practice, ballet rehearsal, gymnastics, whatever. 
You got to get them home. They got to get their homework done. You got to feed them dinner. Cool. You get home, eat dinner. If you eat dinner as a family, great. If you don't, cool. Feed them dinner. You concentrate on their homework. But while she's sitting there for just a second to try to catch her breath, just go turn on the bathtub. Put some put some bubble bath in there, something that smells good. And as it's filling up, keep an eye on it. Don't Don't walk away forever. Go up and just tell her. Hey, bathtub's getting ready for you. Uh, I'm going to watch the kids. I'll make sure they get their homework done uh, while you're soaking. I'll make sure they get their teeth brushed or, or whatever. Or one of them takes a shower. Hopefully, you know, we've got a big enough hot water heater, what have you. You get what I'm saying. Uh, a massage. We've talked about the, the, the massage without the expectation of sexy. I'm not talking, it doesn't have to be a full body massage. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. You never know. Uh, Your wife was out running around all day trying to help your son find a fancy shirt for his formal dance. Cool. She's been walking around all day. Her feet are probably tired. Sweet. How difficult is it while you're sitting there playing on your phone or while you're sitting there watching a game She's playing on her phone. You're watching football. You're watching basketball, whatever. Cool. Grab her feet. Just rub them. Massage them. You don't have to go, you know, 100 miles with it. You don't have to get massage oil. You don't even have to do anything crazy like that. Just small things like that. You can't, yeah, now you can do the full body massage. You can do the back rub, the full, you know, legs, butt, that, all that fun stuff without, you know, making sure that she knows that you're not expecting sexy out of it. But those are just some things. That's what five things right there that are in my romance playbook that I keep in the back of my head. Now, just like any playbook, if you watch sports, you know you don't run the same play over and over again. Some people do. It's not a good idea. I mean, those five things plus some other ones that I probably can't think of right off the top of my head in my romance playbook, I don't always do the flowers. I don't do the flowers. I actually try not to do something back to back. I try not to do flowers once. And then the next time I go and I decide to, to, you know, just dabble into that romance playbook, whether or not I feel like, you know, I've done it recently enough or not. I, I try not to go flowers, flowers. I try not to. Uh, going back to the greeting cards thing, you know, flowers, you get them. You got to keep them alive. You got to change the water, all that stuff. Greeting cards. You're you're there at the grocery store. You can grab two or three greeting cards all together at the same time. They don't have to be the same one. Make sure they're not the same one, actually. But you can go, you know, you can go on a day when you have a couple extra minutes to spare by yourself. Pick up three or four greeting cards, all different ones. Ones that just have the little poem in there or just say, hey, you have a nice butt. I love you and I love looking at it. Someone's going to make her smile. Whatever. Buy them. Hide them. Trunk of your car. Your nightstand. Your your work, your work, briefcase. Whatever. Your desk at your office. If you have one. Your locker at work. Whatever you got. Keep them. Hold on to them. Every now and then. When you see it. Oh, cool. I don't know if I've told her this lately. All you got to do is right there. Right in there. Love you thinking about you 
something something like that. Who knows? No, I'm not going to tell you what to write. Put some thought into it. I'm not here to give you all the answers to life. I don't know if I'm giving you any answers to life, honestly. I feel like I'm just butting my head against the wall and a bunch of y'all are just going, dude, you're an idiot. I know this stuff. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm just talking to myself because I want to get an episode out in a couple of days. That romance playbook, it's a great thing to have. And like I said, whether you have to write it down because you forget everything or whether you're able to store another little file in the back of your head, keep that romance playbook and go back to it. Not, not I'm not saying you got to do it weekly. I'm not saying you got to do it monthly. But every now and then, dipping into that romance playbook for just one of those those little tunnel screen passes, as they say in football. Something, something that's just going to get things working. I talk about communication a lot. I actually kind of, I feel like I scream about communication a lot. But you want more romance. You want to be more romantic with your wife. Communicate that to her. Don't, I'm not saying that you need to go, hey, I want to be more romantic. Will you tell me how? Don't do that. But communicate to your wife. Babe, I feel like, you know, uh, we've been we've been running really crazy lately. We've just been so busy. I'm just want I want you to know I'm gonna put it out there. I want to be more romantic for you. I want to be romantic for us. I want us to be romantic together. That communication right there might some women might say that's a romantic gesture right there, just expressing the fact that you are acknowledging that life is hectic, life is crazy. You've been running around, you've lost track of time. You want to bring it back. The next thing I'm going to bring up is efficiency. As I sit here and make a note while my cat chews on food, my dog snores in the background. If you can hear either of them, well, sorry, I would pick up the cat, but then he'll lose his mind. And I'm not going to disturb my pup because well, she's sleeping and snoring. And I would hate if somebody did that to me. Efficiency. How do we how do we become efficient as a husband? How do you become efficient as a lover, uh, a partner? Uh, efficiency was kind of drilled into my head at one of the jobs I had in my teen and college years. Why take 10 steps when eight will do? You know, why? Why, if you need a tool from the other side of the garage for this one, but you're also going to need another one that's still on the other side of the garage, grab them both. Nobody's using it. Cool. Grab them both. That saves you the time walking back and forth, walking back and forth. How do we become more efficient in your relationship? How do you find a way to use eight steps instead of ten? Honestly, I, I'm not sure if I know. I wrote it down as a note, something I wanted to tackle. Honestly, uh, the, the thing I'm thinking is the the grocery store example. You know, you're headed home from work. You get a text message. Babe, we're out of milk. Hey, babe, uh, we ran out of uh, salad dressing for tonight's dinner. Whatever. Hey, uh, uh Billy needs a poster board for his for his school project he just told me about. Will you stop and get it? Cool. Efficiency. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna say anything about it. Gonna, yeah, I got it. When you stop, 
What do they sell at every grocery store? Flowers. What do they sell at every grocery store? Greeting cards. What do they sell at every grocery store? Treats. A little cupcake. Whatever, you know? Uh, that efficient. That's the efficiency I, I kind of want to preach. Is, you know, she asks you to stop and pick up a half gallon of milk or uh, run by and, and grab a poster board and some markers or some glue or whatever. She's not going to expect you to walk in with, Hey, I got what you asked for. Also, here's some flowers. They don't always have to be roses. If roses are a favorite flower, maybe, but you still got to change it up from time to time, different colors, different arrangements, just something to, to keep in mind. Something on that playbook. Don't always go with the same thing. Don't always go with the same 12 roses. Change it up. You know, one fancy flower with a little stuffed bear and a balloon. Who knows? And a lot of this sounds like I'm, I'm telling you, you know, how to make everyday Valentine's Day. It doesn't need to be. But Valentine's Day happens once a year. Why can't you make it happen? Once a month. I'm not saying a grand gesture. I'm not saying something crazy. I'm not saying spend a thousand dollars on gifts or forty dollars on a dozen roses. But you can do the small things to bring that romance back and romance your wife. Finally, I said pride earlier, you know, having pride as a husband. And I'm not talking about the pride of you know, being stubborn, um, you know, that kind of, that pride that hurts you, putting your ego first, that kind of stuff. If you're going to be a husband, if you're going to be somebody's partner, somebody's, somebody's other half for life, why don't want, why don't you want to be the best? What, what keeps you from waking up in the morning while you're brushing your teeth, looking in the mirror? I know you've got a million things to worry about. Work. You got to hurry up. You're running late. Traffic's going to be backed up. What keeps you from thinking about what do I need to do? What can I do to be the best husband in the world? And it's a competition against yourself. Not against, not against me, not against anybody. You're competing with yourself, but you want to be the best husband in the world. If you don't think of that from time to time, if you if that thought never crosses your mind, why not? I, maybe it's just who I am. Maybe it's the way my DNA is wired. If I want to do something, I want to be the best at it. Uh, I'm an I'm I'm a radio engineer. I'm in the uh, I'm in the radio booth with the Houston Texans on their radio broadcast every Sunday. I want to be the best radio engineer. I want to make my broadcast sound better than anyone's. Am I competing with the guy from Tampa or Minnesota, Nashville? No, competing with myself. I want to be able to know that I am the best because I am fighting every day and working to be the best. Why do I do that? Because I care. You don't have to do that for your job. You don't, might not care about your job. You might hate your job. I'm sorry if you do. I I really feel like I am way luckier, way more blessed than I deserve because I love my job. I love my wife. But 
like I said, I'm not perfect. I lose sight of things from time to time. I'm not always thinking about her. I maybe I don't think about it enough. What can I do to be the best husband? And again, I'm not competing with my next door neighbor. I'm not competing with, you know, my brother. They're both married. But I'm competing with myself. How do I get how do I make myself better? How do I as a husband today? I'm about to hit 10 years of marriage here in March. If by March rolls around and I'm not a better husband than I am today, why not? Why am I being lazy? Why am I not trying to drive myself to be better? I want to be the best. Now, don't get me wrong. I love when my my wife goes and brags on me to her friends. I'm sure you do too when your wife brags on you, whether, whatever, whatever it's about. He, uh... Wow, he he took care of the kids and he helped and he actually, you know, he built the swing set for their Christmas gift, what have you. You like being bragged on. We all do. It's kind of the human ego. That that little boost. No, it makes you feel appreciated being bragged on. I want to be bragged on for for being the best husband. Maybe uh maybe that's the wrong motivation. I don't know. Maybe maybe Dr. Stephanie Sigler will come on and tell me I'm 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 dumb because I, I have the wrong motivation for it, but I want to be the best. I want to be the best for me, but I also want to be the best for my wife. So why do we become complacent? Why do we get distracted with work? We're humans. Nobody's perfect. I'm not. But we gotta fight to not let that complacency take over. To not look at it and go, well, I could, but why would I want to? Or I could, but who has the time for that? You make time for the things that are important in your life. You you work hard at the things that are important to you. You know? Make sure your marriage is one of those things. Make sure your marriage... Honestly, depending on, I, you know, I'm not going to judge your philosophy on life or anything like that. Aside from your relationship with God, for me, my marriage is my top priority. I want to be the best husband I can. But there's times where I get complacent. I get lazy. I get distracted. I just have to remind myself. You know, you wake up, look yourself in the mirror and go, I want to be the best. I want to keep working. I want to, like I said, if I'm not a better husband come March for my 10-year anniversary than I am right now, I only have myself to blame because I'm not working hard enough. Somebody's going to listen to this and go, well, how do I how do I do this when, you know, wife and I have been going through a rough patch. We've been fighting. We've been at each other's throats. We're arguing over dumb stuff or we're arguing over real stuff. You never know. How do I do that? Why do I do that? As somebody once taught me, you ever see water on a duck's back? Nope. Runs right off. Uh, Quote, (laughs) uh, Jamie Tart in Ted Lasso, let it flow. You know, if you watch that show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Not saying take things lying down. Don't stand up for yourself. Don't be bullied. Hope, I hope. You don't have a wife who does that. I hope you have a wife that respects you and loves you and and shows you 
adoration and, and you return that to her. But sometimes the, the fights over unloading the dishwasher or taking the dog on a walk or picking up the kids from school. It's water off a duck's back, dude. Just, just something to think about. So that's what I got. That That's, that's, you know, a good 30 minutes talking about romancing your wife, trying to be a better husband, trying to be a more efficient husband, trying to be the best husband you can. Cause at the end of the day, you're listening to this for some insight. I'm not sure if I have it. I know I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm no, I'm not saying things that nobody's ever said, but that's what I got for it this week. Uh, if you want to suggest something else I should talk about, or, you know, you want to guess you, you went 30 minutes of listening to me and went, Aaron, I can't listen to you. Just, just you. I got to have somebody else email me who you want me to, to reach out to. I'll try. I've got feelers out there on a few guests. Hopefully I'll have a few in the coming weeks to get us through the end of the year. But I've been thinking about this romancing your wife thing for a little bit now, and I wanted to address it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I hope you you took something from my my ramblings today. Let me know if you did. Come with us confessions at gmail.com. That's come with us confessions at gmail.com. Uh, I've been checking it every day, checking the spam folder. Also, uh, we did get an email from a listener that I'm going to go into a little bit more depth probably next week. I might have a guest on to talk about it. Uh, but yes, uh, there's a specific email I got that was uh, very uh, heartwarming to to read. Uh, not about Beth or anything like that, just about the show we're doing. And it makes me feel good. And it makes Beth feel good to know that we're, you know, making a difference for everybody. Or trying to, at least. And, you know, if we hit one out of 100, cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you follow us on social media. Come with us podcast on Facebook. Come with us podcast on Instagram. And come with us pod on Twitter, X, whatever you call it. Um, Be sure to follow us. Share us with your friends. Let them know. Ladies, if you like this episode and you want your guy to do it, find a way to point it in his direction or uh, email me and I'll find a way to kind of slip it somewhere that he's going to see it. Or I'll help you find a way to do that. Come with us, confessions at gmail.com. Hit us up. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Keep praying for Beth and her family and everybody. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Come With Us podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at Come With Us Podcast and send in your questions, comments, and confessions to Come With Us Confessions at gmail.com. Until next time, keep it fun flirty, and naughty.